Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. back welcome back this is the wchl podcast i am the commissioner christopher perry and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world the head pom-pom cheerleader for the university of oklahoma hockey program the general manager for ou hockey and also the lead ice technician at the blazers ice center it's andrew major Kurth. andrew say hello to the masses how are you Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? Not much. How about that? Welcome back. We're back for another season. This is our sixth season of doing this absolutely craptastic podcast. What do you say? Huh? Uh, I am ready to get back in the swing of it. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners are, but... Uh, yeah, they're definitely not ready to listen to us. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But uh, hey, welcome back. We're doing this uh, late on, on an evening. It's uh, it's taken us a while. We had to kind of dust off all the equipment. We had to update some <laughs> update programs and drivers and yep. phones and all that kind of stuff. But we made it. We made it through the technological challenges. Uh, we've proven, Andrew, if anything, tonight... That while we're not hockey people, we are definitely tech savvy. Tech savvy, damn right, damn right. <laughs> I'm right. telling you what, we're, you know we're what, not guys. But by God, by God, are are you there? As we as we say that, we go dead. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I lost you. You went dead. Holy crap. Yeah, just went flatlined on me. Oh, boy. Well, hey, so much for that tech savvy. In here, in here, I was just going to do this. I was going to give us all sorts of nice approval and everything. But uh, instead, all we had there for a second was... Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Too bad. Here I am playing with... Yeah, that sounds about like us, a rusty wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're, we're, we're shaking the rust off slowly but surely. And uh, like I said, programs updated, uh, versions updated, uh, sound semi-updated, but we get the same old crappy opinions and it's the same old two dinglings on the uh, other end here of the podcast. No doubt. Andrew, did you do anything exciting here over the summer? I mean, tell us what you, the last time we talked, it was after nationals and yep. we're still in the middle of the dang, of the, of the dang pandemic. Yep. 
We're still fighting it. Still fighting it. So uh, catch us up. What did you do this summer? Did you go somewhere fun? Did you grow a mustache? Did you have another child? What? It would, tell us all about Andrew over the summer. Well, this summer, it has been an action-packed summer for us. Oh, geez. Yeah. I did. I did not grow a mustache. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have done the mustache before, and my wife does uh, not like it. She's threatened to uh, end my life over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the mustache is probably just an excuse to get there. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. The uh, you know what? I built some. Uh, I've been busy this summer. I've built some uh, more furniture for the house around here. So I've been spending some time out in the wood shop. The uh, and we have a little bit of exciting news on the home front here this summer. My wife and I have decided to adopt a newborn child. So we are in the middle of that process, getting the ball rolling there. Yeah. So that's that's exciting for us. So Very nice. It's, it's been an action-packed, uh, along with working, it's been an action-packed summer. Yeah, you're you're still employed at the Blazers Ice Center, I take it? Uh, yeah, I'm still there, plugging away. Yeah, still still making circles on the ice. Yep, still making circles out there. All right, all right. Well, very nice. So, uh, so you're gonna gonna adopt, huh? We're gonna adopt a newborn child. We are a newborn. You hope a it's newborn. a newborn. <laughs> Better be <laughs> <laughs> right but, out of the oven, huh? That's right. That's right. Should be uh, sometime right after the first of the year. Wow! Look at you, you boy, girl. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. All right. Doesn't well, matter. That's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, kind of so, scary, but kind of cool. Kind of scary. I get to, uh, I get to form the the opinions of another one. So you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done a bang up job with my daughter to this point. So oh, I can only go. Yeah. I can only do a bang up job with another one. So why not, right? Oh, geez, shaping. The, we have a we have a radio host here in Oklahoma that would always say he was shaping the minds of America's youth. And, oh my God! There's Andrew Majorkirth. They're getting ready to right, add another victim shaping. to the list. <laughs> shaping the minds some more here we go i'm telling you i I, can can we is there a place where we can lodge an objection holy smokes can we your 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 wife i think will be just fine but you andrew i'm wondering oh no i'm i'm on fire here i tell you (laughs) yeah you are on fire wood wood building and uh and adoption that's uh and 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 zambonying well very very nice very nice and hey and you're gonna to have to come up with something new for Blazers Ice Center. Uh oh. We have we have bought a new Zamboni. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So we're uh, we're in the uh, process of converting it to operate on a different fuel system. So <laughs> you hey you you could have just said period after operate because <laughs> yeah. I I was gonna ask you if if this brings the total number of working Zambonis at the Blazers Ice Center to uh, three quarters or maybe one. Well, we're still at three quarters, but we're getting ready here in the next couple of days. We're going to be at, at uh, one and three quarters operating Zambonis. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And just for you. Oh, boy. The first time you come to a game at Blazers Ice Center, yeah. we are going to have the dual tandem Zamboni session during the games. Both Zambonis on the ice at Blazers Ice Center at one time. Now, I got to ask, Andrew, do you have you have you have two Zambonis? Do you have two Zamboni drivers, or are you just going to like tie a string to one and pull it behind you? I, I think I'm going to have to probably tie a string so I can pull it behind me as I'm as I'm driving the good one. I I, pull, I, I, I figure maybe bum behind me. Yeah. Put put a little put a little lead pipe between you two and just do circles and. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Just 
just for you, Tandem Zambonian at Blazers Ice Center. <laughs> we need to get the dueling banjos music going while, uh, yes. while while both Zams are going. You'll probably go in opposite directions too. I can I can just I can't wait to see it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's bad enough that my my best Zamboni driver that I have that works evenings for me looks at me and he says. Well, do you think we should take some time to just get both of them out there on the ice together and practice driving so we don't run into each other? (laughs) Smarty, that's a smart guy right there. That's a smart guy right there. Yes, the answer is definitely yes. Wow. It's always an adventure at the Blazers Ice Center, and now it's going to be uh, twice the danger. Twice the danger on the ice every intermission. I can't, I can't make this stuff up. That's for sure. Wow. Well, hey, very nice. So you bought a Zamboni over the summer. Interesting. We, we sure did. And uh, just in the nick of time, you're getting around to retrofitting it to uh, what's it going to run on? Uh, uh, propane. Uh, propane. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you extra large, extra wide double rubber band or uh, or what. Yeah. But, uh, two two hamsters per wheel well. Yeah, two answers. I love it. I love it. That's great. It'll be so. It's a Kia Zamboni. I got it. Okay. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Well, Andrew, I didn't do anything exciting over the summer. I went up to uh, my favorite, or one of my favorite places in the world, Fort Collins, Colorado, a couple of times. Yep. Was up there for a graduation ceremony that did not occur in May, so that was fun. Um, but we still went, nevertheless. Yep. And uh, celebrated with my uh, with my little ram, and uh, while we were up there, we, you know, I took a wrong turn into the mountains, and we were accosted by a couple of moose. Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There were we, we were five moose on the day, one of which uh, stuck its head out of the reeds or weeds or whatever it is by the side of the road there in Rocky Mountain National Park, probably about you know ten feet away from us. So it's like uh, hello. Um, and so we quickly, uh, just, you know, got out of the way of that moose and it was like a juvenile thing, but holy smokes, it was gigantic. And like I said, it, it, you know, it was like a ninja moose cause it just popped out of nowhere. Um, you know, you didn't try to reach out and kiss it or anything. <laughs> no, he tried to reach out and kiss me. Come on. <laughs> it saw it was made of nothing but sugar and spice and everything nice. And it wanted yeah. a piece of my yeah. butt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I did that and then, uh, came home and uh, about a month or two later, well, actually at the, it was almost two months later, I had to go back up cause I had to move a Ram from one apartment to another. Yep. So that was exciting times. And then, uh, yeah, it's just been sitting around here doing a, a whole lot of nothing, just, you know, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for the hockey season. So here we are. It has been a whole lot of nothing with the pandemic going on. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Just trying to stay safe and, uh, you know. Knock some sense into some people. So, yep. hey, let's uh, let, let's real quickly let's uh, recap uh, last season. Um, it sucked. Um, <laughs> so that, that's it. We're done. Okay, so that yep, was that's, that's that's that comes from Mr. Christopher J. Perry right there. <laughs> it sucked. I, it was uh, it was no fun. It was no fun. We only had out of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, we only had one team that was able to play. That was Missouri State, and uh, you know they did a. a I mean, I thought they did an admirable job with uh, what they were dealt with in terms of yeah, ma- making some lemonade out of the lemonade out of the lemons that the pandemic dealt to all of us. Uh, they were the lone representative from the Western Collegiate Hockey League at nationals. Nationals were held in St. Louis at Maryville University, 
And you know, although Missouri State got knocked out in the first game of the day, uh, first game of their first game of the tournament, I'm telling you what, it was the best damn game of the tournament. I thought. Yeah, if you if you watched it, that first day didn't have very many good games in it. No, but that one was. Yep. That one was at five four, I think it was, and Ohio scored with what, like a minute or so to go in the game. Yeah, they yeah they scored late. Maybe they, it was it was late. less than a minute. It was like thirty seven seconds or something like that. Yep. It was yep. just a heartbreaker, heartbreaker of a game. But uh, Missouri- I, just, I just knew Missouri State was going to take Ohio out too. <laughs> That's right. Ohio was your nemesis all all this time last year, weren't yeah. they? Yes, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> well, I hope that carries over to this season. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I do, I do. Adrian ended up winning the uh, Men's Division One National Championship. They beat the defending national champion, Minot State, and they beat him fairly handily in the championship game. And uh, I didn't realize it, Andrew, but, boy, there was some bad blood between those two teams. Really? Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, you know, you didn't hear it from me, but apparently when Minot won, they uh, – some of the boys knew some of the on the Minot team knew some of the boys on the Adrian team and took a video or two and uh, sent it to Adrian, and the Adrian guys didn't appreciate it, nice. and uh, so they they held on to that grudge. And when Adrian beat Minot, I think Adrian was just primed not only to win the national championship, uh, but they specifically wanted to beat Minot in the championship game. And boy, it did they! Out for him. Yeah, it did. It worked out for him all right. Nice. So there was some bad blood on the ice, um, which was, you know, classless. But, um, uh, you know, now that now that, that some time has passed, you kind of get to know a little bit of uh, what happened. Yep. But there was some behind-the-scenes shenanigans going on between guys on that team. So, uh, anyways, Adrian is our national champion. And um, there we go. The season, we only had, I think, 23 teams that actually played games. Yeah. 23, 24, something like that. Yeah, it was no, it was no, I mean, it was okay. We're glad that some teams were able to play, but otherwise it just stunk. It, it, yeah, it, it was, was a stinky season. Ohio lost like 80 games to, to the other teams and they still stayed in the top five. What's that tell you? Yeah, well, that, that tells you the ranking system works. Oh God. <laughs> Here we go. We're just going to rehash last, let, just go back and listen to all of our old podcasts. We're out of here. See you later. Goodbye. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm ready for this season to start up, and uh, we've got what uh, the, for the this upcoming season, 2021, 2022. We have 68 teams that are playing. We've lost four. I was gonna say you lost four. I thought we only lost three, but I saw on Monday that we lost a fourth. Um, we lost Cornell. We lost SUNY Cortland, uh, State University of New York at Cortland, or uh, they call themselves Cortland State. We lost Slippery Rock, and I found out on Monday that we lost, um, God, now uh, Penn State Burks. No, so that's uh, let's think about that just in terms of crappy conferences. That's two out of the crappy New York conference. That's one out of the crappy uh, Pittsburgh conference, and I think one out of the crappy Philadelphia conference. So there we go. And they are craptastic. <laughs> well, they're, no, they're just crap. They're just crap. Now, I, I say that, and I'm probably going to get yelled at, but whatever. That's uh, all right. Hey, got you know, to be consistent, right? Hold yep, up. Yep. Um, nationals this year are going to be in St. Louis again, but they're going to be down the road at the Centene Community Ice Center, the home ice of Lindenwood. 
and nationals will be March 10th through the 15th of 2022, Andrew. That right there is a first-class facility all the way. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, I think they have three sheets of ice. They might have yeah, four. I think they might have, well, is well, it? Yeah, three, so I think it's three all the time year-round. Yeah. And then they have the fourth, which is an outdoor rink That's that they run during the during the winter months. Yep, yep. And the so, one, the main one that we'll be focusing on is, uh, I think it seats like three or 4,000. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, I would. yeah. It's the St. Louis Brews. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, was gonna, I don't know when they take the ice out outside. Um, it may still be up when we're there for I th- nationals. I think they're going to try because I know the event organizers were really pushing that, that we can have uh, exciting games outside. Yeah. And yeah. they were, you know, they were talking about men's division one, possibly playing outside and, um, you know, I was, that was during a, a short period of time when I was still involved in those conversations. And I was like, no, men's, Divi- we're not going to yo-yo back and forth between a rink. Men's division one is going to settle down in one rink and that's where we're yeah, staying the whole time. Go. Yeah. 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 I it's say, actually pretty cool. Yeah. So let's, let's hope. Um, so yeah, uh, March 10th through the 15th, uh, nationals last year's nationals were limited to only 16 teams, but we're getting back to our normal format this year of 20 teams. Um, so in theory, the top 20 will be able to go to nationals. However, we have auto bids out there and auto bids will always chip away at that. And we have nine conferences in the ACHA men's division one and eight of those nine conferences get auto bids. Um, that's our great conference, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, uh, the Great Lakes Hockey League, the Eastern States Hockey League, and the Wooster, God, I always mess this up. I want to call it <laughs> Wooster, Wooster Hoosier, but it's Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. And then you have the MCH, my B conference, Midwest College Hockey. Then you have that crappy Pittsburgh conference, the CHMA, College Hockey Mid-America, the crappy Philly conference, ECHA, Eastern Collegiate Hockey Association, and then the super crappy New York conference, the NECHL. Um, and what that means is I think, you know, all eight are going to have auto bids, but in reality, I think four of those eight won't need the auto bids. I think the MCH, CHMA, ECHA, and NECHL are all going to, uh, need the auto bids. So that means spots 17, 18, 19, and 20 will be eaten up. So if you want to go to nationals right now, I'm telling folks, you got to be number 16 or better. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. Make yourself safe. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've got uh, our because not a whole lot of teams played. We got some new eligibility requirements, so that should be kind of fun. Um, this year, all in order to play, um, students only need to be enrolled in twelve hours for the fall semester. Um, now, if they played last year at any time last year, they need to have completed twelve hours. Um, uh, and we're only counting usually usually the ACHA standards at least for men's division one are enroll in 12 per semester past nine per semester past 24 in a calendar year August to August and then all do all that with a 2.0 GPA or better right that's the ACHA's normal standards um, at least for men's division one and this year due to the pandemic and the lack of playing uh, for the majority what four-fifths of the teams last year yep they're only focusing on being enrolled in 12 hours uh, now. And for those 23 teams that played last year, you had to have completed 12 hours since you only played really half a semester. 
And so they're ignoring the 24 in a calendar year. They're ignoring the past nine. They're ignoring the um, the 2.0 GPA for this for this fall semester only. Um, the normal rules will kick back in in the spring of 2022. So halfway through this season, we'll go back to the normal rules. But uh, for this fall, some kids are going to get a reprieve, and they'll have the opportunity to rehabilitate their credit hours or their GPA or whatever it is they think they need to work on. And all you have to do is enroll in 12 hours, huh? That's it. You, so you have huh. some eligibility left. Huh. Yeah. How about that? That shouldn't be too hard to figure out that you just have to enroll in 12 hours. <laughs> well, now hold on there, Mr. GM. That sounds like you might have a story or two to tell about some folks that might find that difficult. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's run into that lately. They're, well, in their defense, Andrew, they're just young college students. Yeah. They're still yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. Young, yeah. young innocent Young, innocent children, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, that, what that means is that the fun's really going to begin in the spring when uh, the GPA does kick in. Oh, and, Lord, yes. Yeah, and the requirement that you do uh, uh, nine, that you complete nine of those 12 hours that you enrolled in when that when that kicks in. So January should be fun. So, yeah, uh, good, good times. Yeah, good times. All right, hey, uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's focus uh, completely on the Western Collegiate Hockey League because I think we got a lot to talk about. What do you think, you Andrew? Go. I think it sounds like a plan. Here we go. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Andrew, how can you hear that and not get pumped up for hockey? Holy smokes. Is there a more perfect hockey song out there? The people out walking up and down my sidewalk out front are probably wondering why I'm sitting in here dancing with headphones on um, my computer. I'm telling you what, that makes you want to pick up a stick and go hit somebody. That does, totally. Or, or, or you know, go check somebody into the wall. That's right. You know, or maybe just pick up a piece of flying rubber and, and throw it at somebody. Throw it at a net somewhere. Yep. Holy uh, smokes. Like what a great tune. What a great tune. Andrew, okay. Well, hey, we're going to – it's it's all right. We're going to get right back to where we started from here in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Last year was supposed to be the first year that we expanded the conference from seven. We had seven. We added three new teams. Uh, but obviously the pandemic had other things in mind for us. So this will be the first season where we're going to welcome officially Grand Canyon University, the Antelopes, the Skating Rebels from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and the Skating Utes from the University of Utah. They will all have joined the Western Collegiate Hockey League this season. And instead of, in years past, we had a, uh, a, a travel schedule or a game schedule that was comprised of travel partners. And we've gotten away from that. We're going with uh, now because we have uh, 10 teams, five teams. We're doing two five-team divisions, five teams in the east, five teams in the west. And um, in the west, we're going to have Arizona, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, UNLV, and Utah. 
In the east, we're going to have uh, Missouri State, Central Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Colorado, and Colorado State. Each team will play their uh, will play a home and home series against everybody in their division. So there's 16 games right there. And then they'll have one crossover road trip to somebody in the other division and one crossover home hosting time uh, with another with a different team from the other division. So will every, every team will, in theory, end up playing 20 conference games. Who do you play this year uh, for your crossovers? You're from Oklahoma. You're playing Central Oklahoma, Missouri State, Colorado and Colorado State four times each. So and there's got, 16. Yeah, 16. And then I've got two against Utah in Utah. Uh-huh. And then I've got two versus Arizona State at the incomparable Blazers Ice Center. There you go. Uh, for I know Missouri State has, um, they go to, they're playing everybody in their division, but they're going to UNLV and they're hosting Grand Canyon. Arizona is playing everybody in their division, but they're hosting Colorado State and they're going to Colorado. So hopefully that makes sense, and that will rotate on a on a uh, on an annual basis. So in theory, everybody will play uh, everybody in the other division once every at home once every five years, and on the road once every five years. It'll yep. just it'll never be the same. So uh, yeah, it, kind of interesting. We have um, we have a brand new head coach. In the conference uh, this year, Colorado State has hired Camden Lambert to be uh, the leader of the Rams this season. Camden was the uh, was a, an assistant coach at the University of Jamestown up in North Dakota. Nice. So he, I think, and this is just me, I haven't spoken to him about this. I'm just guessing, okay? Um, he's taking a three-state um, move south to get to warmer weather from North Dakota. Uh, by going to Fort Collins, Colorado. So, uh, can't instead, blame the guy for that, can you? No, I think instead of being a deep freeze popsicle uh, for you know ten months or eleven months out of the season or eleven months out of the year, he'll be a deep freeze popsicle for maybe four or five months out of the year. Yep. So uh, smart move. That just proves to me that he's a smart young man, and uh, good to see that. Uh, that Coach Lambert is uh, getting the the Rams under uh, under control. They were kind of rudderless there for a little while and had me concerned. Yeah, yeah a lot of us were concerned, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, give him some time and uh, to develop some uh, some culture and uh, grab some athletes, recruit some uh, some athletes to come to CSU. I think they're going to be a good little hard working blue collar team, but. Um, I think give him some time. He could turn CSU into a very dangerous team pretty quickly. And then also, hey, we have another head coach, and it's uh, who will be new for this year, although last year he was named the head coach. He just didn't get to play, and that's your head coach, Andrew, Austin Miller yeah. at the University of Oklahoma. First time at the helm, so we'll see. He's been a, <laughs> He's been an assistant for what? Ever. Nine years, eight years, nine years, something yeah, like that. I think he started off as an assistant back in 1972. Yeah, and, something like that, 71 or 72. It yeah, kinda... he's, he's been around for, uh, that was shortly after he concluded his playing career, like uh, yeah. maybe a month or two after he concluded his playing career. And I think he actually played college hockey for eight or nine years. Um, he did. <laughs> so, you know, he's uh, he's been around for a while. And yeah, uh, he's been around a long time. That's yeah, sure. so it'll be exciting to see OU, uh, OU at the uh, with with Austin Miller at the helm. Austin was there 
during uh, their heydays when they had a, uh, a fat cantankerous general manager. Yeah. Um, in uh, but you know, and and he was there when they were just a powerhouse throughout yes. the uh, throughout the ACHA. Should have won a national championship. Got uh, got gypped for sure at one with at one game oh. uh, against Penn State when yes, when they were sure. when the ACHA was trying to give the uh, national championship to Penn State one year. Absolutely got ripped off and uh, played some heartbreaker games against uh, lost one. I, re- I remember to uh, Illinois up in I think it was Rochester. Yep. Um, or maybe it was Gilmore Academy. I forget. I, it was Gilmore Academy. And then we lost another one. I forget who we lost to in New York, but uh, that was a that was a heartbreaker too. But uh, yeah, Austin's been around. He's been around during the heyday. He knows that when OU has been good, he's obviously seen OU at its worst, and hopefully he'll yep. be able to uh, bring him back to some semblance of glory. Yeah, hopefully he knows how to he knows how to do it. It's just a matter of uh, putting boots to the ground and and making it happen, right? Well, and he's got you as a general manager, so I mean, how can you go wrong, huh? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that yeah, just for of, you. Yeah, how could you go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, I guess the proof will be in the pudding. We, we'll just need to revisit this podcast at the end of the year to see how you did. Do you mind if we grade yeah. you on the curve? Oh, totally. All right. All right. All right. Um, the, the Arizona is our defending uh, champion. They've, you know, we've been around. This is what well, this will be our ninth season of play. Um, but we will have. Uh, yeah, this will be our ninth season of play. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Arizona has – go ahead. I'm sorry. It doesn't seem like it's that long, does it? No, no. Oh, you know what? I take it back. This will be our eighth season of play because last year won't count, right? Right. There yeah. we go. There we go. So uh, Arizona has won the past two regular season WCHL championships. We've only had three teams win it, uh, win the regular the WCHL championship. Arizona State won the first two. Uh, UCO won the next three, and then Arizona has won the, the, the two right after that, and then we had the COVID year. So um, U of A still has the cup out there in Tucson. Hopefully it's still full of ice and beer. Yep. And uh, it's the only way to go. <laughs> hopefully it's being treated well. It's probably sitting in the desert now holding somebody's sprinkler or something like that. <laughs> the, uh, Someone's using it like a litter box. Who knows? I was going to say, it's probably a litter box. I'm hoping you have to buy a new cup for this year. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> oh gosh, I might just—I might come over to the Blazers Ice Center and borrow some of your bailing wire and uh, bubble gum to put it back together. We could build a trophy out of the out of the spare parts I've got. Out of the Zamboni, yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll be a propane trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh geez. Hey, um, for for those of you that are semi new to the conference, uh, we 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 have conference. Every team will play twenty games. And we'll crown the regular season champion. It'll be the, the team that has the most points in conference games. Every game in the WCHL is worth three points. We do a three-two-one-zero point system, so you get three wins if you win three points if you win the game in regulation. Uh, two if you win the game in a shootout or overtime. One if you lose it in the shootout or overtime, and then Zippo if you just lose it straight up in sixty minutes. And uh, the auto bid that we just talked about uh we'll go to the regular season champion we probably don't need the auto bid because our regular season champion is usually in the top 10 anyways yeah yeah and um you know if we like i said if we if everybody plays all 20 games and covid uh behaves itself then we'll uh we'll just use our points but if we end up getting some games canceled or shut down by covid or for whatever reason we'll have to go with a points percentage 
which we've done before, and that's just the number of points earned divided by the number of points you could have earned, and we'll see who's got the highest percentage. Then send them. And then after that, we got a tiebreaker, and, you know, who knows? We could, since everybody's not playing one another, it could end up being a tiebreaker. Um, we've never had to use it. We've come close, but um, tiebreaker just, uh, we, we have five, kind of a five-level thing. We look at, um, in case there's a tie at the re- end of the regular season, we look at who has the most, out of those two teams or three teams, we look at who has the most league wins. And then we look at who has the uh, 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 the best win-loss record head-to-head if they played. And then, uh, again, if they played, we look at the best head-to-head goal differential. Um, and then if they, uh, then after that, we look at the goal differential in all of the Western Collegiate Hockey League games. So it gives you an opportunity to, or not an opportunity, but an, if you think you're going to be close, run up the score, right? Yep. Increase that yep. goal differential. And then the last tiebreaker is literally a coin flip. I will get out my Andrew Major Kurth U.S. dollar. My US, my, it's right from the U.S. Mint. It has your picture on the back and it has a Zamboni on the other side. And I'll flip it in the air, and whoever calls Zam wins. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a sea of Cheeto dust in the air <laughs> flying, flying around this coin. Yeah, with, with it, maybe a little White Mountain Dew sprinkling down on us. Well, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe when the coin lands on the ice, it'll kick up some yeah. Cheeto dust. We we won't be able to see the coin for yeah. all the. Uh, White Mountain Dew and Cheeto dust in the air. You know, and Andrew, I, I'm sad to say, I really am sad to say, um, one of the things over the summer I've had to uh, give up uh, soft drinks. Uh-huh. I know, and so the the White Mountain Dew, White Mountain Dew has gone by the wayside, anyways. I don't know that Mister Mountain Dew has appreciated how good it was and how, I mean, <laughs> it, I it, I think it was white because it had like some sort of crack or cocaine in it because it was just so good. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they don't make it anymore. And more importantly, I, I'm not having it anymore. So there you go. There you go. Water and lemonade for the fat kid. So oh boy, trying to, trying to be less fat. And then, uh, so yeah, so that, that should be kind of exciting. Hopefully we, with 10 teams and with some, uh, powerhouse teams, hopefully we won't have, uh, we won't have any sort of a tie situation, but if we do, we have, uh, arrangements made we have the tiebreaker put in place. So. There you have it, Andrew. Uh, the, the earlier this week, the uh, I know that Brian Moran, the ACHA Men's Division One Commissioner, he circulated the coaches' ranking, and that's probably going to come out uh, tomorrow or maybe Tuesday. I mean, I mean tomorrow or Friday. And when I say tomorrow, I mean uh, Thursday, September twenty third, or maybe even the Friday, September twenty fourth. But uh, so that coaches' ranking is going to come out, and that's just a popularity contest. It'll be the oh, top totally. top yeah. twenty five. Uh, but more importantly, the real poll was actually completed last week, and that was the WCHL preseason coaches poll. And Andrew, I'll give you one guess as to which team topped out on the WCHL preseason coaches poll. Who would have been the top in the coaches poll? You would think. I mean, I'll, I'll give obvious, I'll give the you obvious obvious choice here. The obvious choice. Oklahoma. Well, you would think, right? <laughs> right. I mean, because Arizona State has won it before, you, Central Oklahoma has won it before, Arizona has has won it before. So you would think, well, Missouri State or Oklahoma, they're due, right? You would think so. You would think, but unfortunately, think. the coaches, 
the coaches, uh, in, a, in a very close decision, the coaches disagreed with you, Andrew. I'm sorry. They took one look at who the Oklahoma GM was, and they said, nope, not today, boy. Yeah, not those clowns. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that guy. Uh, not that podcast kid. So uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Skating Rebels, um, eked out the, uh, the, the top position in the preseason coaches poll. They got 87 points and four first-place votes. So UNLV sits atop the WCHL coaches poll. Uh, from from the preseason, they beat out the University of Arizona, the defending champs, by two points. U of A got 85 points from the coaches and three first place votes. And uh, then after that, it goes Central Oklahoma. Uh, was it, it, so it's it's kind of wild. Um, number one was UNLV. Number two was Arizona. Number three was Central Oklahoma. They got one first place vote. After that came Missouri State with a first place vote. Arizona State followed by Andrews Oklahoma Sooners at number six. Grand Canyon, number seven. Utah came in at number eight with one first place vote. Colorado State at nine, and Colorado, the Buffs, finishing it out there at number 10. So, uh, what do you think, Andrew? Go ahead and give us uh, some keen analysis of the WCHL preseason coaches poll. Uh, totally, Utah gave themselves the first place vote. You realize, Andrew, I cannot confirm nor can I deny because this is an anonymous vote. I can only say that they got one. I can't tell you which of the ten coaches voted for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I Every, was kind of surprised. Everyone's I... vote is secured. I, there's no need for an audit. There's no need for a recount or anything. It's been thoroughly vetted. Um, yeah. Not by the cyber ninjas, but by the white ninja himself, me. Yeah. And uh, so I, I cannot confirm, nor can I deny um, your surmise. I can just caution you against making assumptions. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I was, uh, yeah, when I looked at it, though, on, a, on, on the serious side, I was kind of surprised to see UNLV at the top there. Yeah. I figured it would be a combination of Arizona or uh, Central Oklahoma at the top of the heap. Yeah. And, uh, Arizona State and UNLV and the rest of the gang coming in close behind there. Yeah, uh, so I was. I was kind of surprised to see UNLV at the top. So we'll see what those guys have to bring. It will be interesting, you know. The, right now, I mean, the WCHL, and this is me. I'm biased. Okay, I think it's the best conference in the ACHA, um, and I think we've strengthened ourselves by adding these three teams: UNLV, Grand Canyon, and Utah. And I think we have the just. The, I think there's a lot of. Um, I think there's a lot of room at the top to get even better. So there's a lot of, uh, what do you say? There's a lot of upvote. There's a lot of uh, potential to get even better. There's a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of upside to the 10 teams that we have in the league, right? Bingo. Upside. That was the word I was looking for. Because you have three powerhouse teams, I think, over on the the west side with Arizona, Arizona State, and UNLV. Um, And then you have Grand Canyon and Utah who are up and coming and, you know, trying to get better. You look over on the east side, it's a little bit weaker, I think, because you have one powerhouse team that I think is, you know, just top 10 caliber all the time, Central Oklahoma. You have two very, very good teams in Missouri State and Oklahoma. And then you have two teams that are, you know, trying to regain their footing and come back in the in Colorado and Colorado State. So I would say you have um, three, you know, three, three A teams. Over on one side and, and two, you know, low B, C teams trying to trying to work their way up. And on, on, on the east side, I think you have one A team, two B teams, and two C teams trying to work their way up. 
So that's, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm wrong and we have 10 A-teams. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I too was surprised that UNLV, a newcomer, uh, you know, eked it out by two points. Uh, but, hey, respect to them. They're a perennial at nationals, and um, as is Arizona and central Oklahoma, and now Missouri State and Arizona State and Oklahoma have gone to nationals and uh, had some very good showings in years past. Obviously, ASU has won the championship uh, there before, so, uh, you know, they're no strangers to nationals. So it'll be uh, – it looks I, – I didn't have a problem with the poll. I was just kind of like with you. I figured everybody would go with the defending champ. Yeah, and I think you'll see, I think you'll see probably seven teams rise to the top here and and be a dogfight. You know, I think bottom three will probably fizzle out a little bit here, but I think you'll have a seven-way dogfight that if these guys don't have their you-know-what together, it's anybody's ballgame, right? Yeah, I hope so, and it's. I think we're going to find out. Um, I, I hope what we have, I'm not going to say the word parody because I don't really want that. Um I don't like, I, I don't like having to wait to the very last day of the season to figure things out. I kind of like to know, you know, to kind of have an inkling in January as to where things are going to shake out, um, especially at the top. You know, maybe at the bottom, if there's, uh, if, if we can, if we go to the end of the season to kind of figure out, you know, are, are you going to sneak into nationals or are you not? But I, I, I kind of like to know who the who the lead dog is, if you will. Um, you know, by around the end of January, but uh, yeah, it could be wild. I don't know if you can have that. I don't know if you can have that luxury uh, this year or not. Cheerleader, you, cheerleader. I mean, if you if you look at it here, I mean, you know, UNLV, Arizona, Central Oklahoma, Missouri State, Arizona State, Oklahoma, Utah. Those are those are teams that very well all could be in the nationals field, right? Yep. So yep. you potentially have eight teams, seven, eight teams, whatever that was that are potentially knocking on nationals doors. So you're going to have more teams in nationals than most conferences have total teams, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's from, from your lips to God's ears. That's, that's the intent, right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I don't think, uh, you're not going to be able to take a night off <laughs> in, the, in the Western collegiate league. That's for sure. Well, right? that, that, that's just it. You, you, you haven't been able to now. And I think that road just got a little bit tougher. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of interesting. I'm uh, I'm eager to see how it shakes out. And, hey, it's all going to shake out here pretty soon. Uh, games are already underway. Little did we know that um, folks have already started to play hockey. It's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe it. Um, Colorado has already uh, played a game. They hosted uh, Men's Division II Metro State. It's Metropolitan State out of Denver. In uh, the Buffs won a game. They've already gotten off the schneid. Remember, two years ago, it took them forever to win a game. Yeah. They've already won a game. They beat Metro State, the Roadrunners of Metro State, 4-3 uh, to three in overtime. And then last weekend, Missouri State opened, uh, opened up their home weekend or uh, their schedule. They swept Illinois State from the B Conference, uh, the Redbirds. And uh, the Ice Bears beat them up pretty good on Friday night, five to one, and then uh, had to come from behind they did. to uh, take out the Redbirds four to three. But uh, yeah, they, kinda, they got down what two nothing? Three nothing. Was it three nothing? Yep. Through the second period there before they got it back together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So they, it they was. Had 
That was that was a hard fought uh, sweep right there. Yeah. That, well, and hopefully, you know, it sounds to me like it was a teachable moment too, because obviously, uh, some kids that went home after the five to one Friday night win and said, "Yeah, we got this in the bag," and uh, they they figured out that the opponent wasn't exactly going to lay down. You got to come, as you said, bring it every night in the ACHA. Yep. So no one's going to lay down for you. So, uh, all right, Andrew. Hey, we got some games this coming weekend. We got, uh, there are three teams from the WCHL that are in play. They're playing non-conference games. Missouri State is going to play at Lindenwood. That's a Saturday-Sunday affair up in St. Louis. Alabama, uh, who has been swept already this season by um, Maryville University out of the B Conference. Alabama is going to grace the Arctic Edge Ice Arena to take on uh, Coach Mike Rivera and his UCO Broncos. And then you at Oklahoma are going to host the former WCHL team, uh, now playing in men's Division Three, the Razorbacks from Arkansas. We are, we are. Yeah, I'd I'd watch out there, Andrew. I think uh, uh, Arkansas could be. They're 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 sandbaggers, you know. They are. They are a bunch of uh, Dallas kids. They can play. They can even play. Though even though they're in Division Three, like like we said, even though it's a Division Three. We're going to have to show up and, and be ready if we just think it's ah, it's Arkansas. It's, we're going to be in trouble quickly. Arkansas went to the uh, Men's Division Three National Championship game in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and lost a heartbreaker to Hope College. But uh, in order to get there, they had to win three games. So, uh, you know, they, they, they know what it takes to play at an elite level. And I call them sandbaggers because they still have some kids that played at, at the men's division one level when Arkansas was men's one and two or three years ago. Um, there's still some kids left on that team that are now playing at the men's three level. So, uh, Oklahoma is, uh, I think you're going to have a, a tougher opener than most. I, UCO should take care of Alabama pretty yeah. easily and then uh, hopefully missouri state can give lindenwood a run for their money yeah i hope so too I, i'm pulling for those guys against the fighting zombos the the you know the rumor is supposedly that lindenwood is going to go ncaa division one and they've been recruiting on that basis so they've got some really uh, um, i'm not going to say top end kids but they've got some kids that are tweeners if you will they're really good acha players and low-end ncaa players and uh, so they've got them to come to Lindenwood this season on the promise that, you know, eventually we'll go NCAA. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they have the potential to be really, really, re- Lindenwood does really, really, really good. That's the that's the room right here. Watch out for Lindenwood. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Andrew, I asked you uh, uh, privately via text when I said, hey, do you want to get our craptastic podcast going again? <laughs> I said, uh, think about your final four. And you said, what, what, what? Oh, no, I can't think of that. And I said, come on, it's easy. The final four are going to be who? Lindenwood, Adrian, Minot, and who else? Who do you think, Andrew? I'm going to throw... Oh, for sure. I'm throwing Ohio in there. So you're saying, sorry, are you saying it's Lindenwood, Adrian, Minot, and Ohio? I'm, I'm taking, because Minot lost uh, Wade Regier, so I'm going to throw Liberty in there. Woo. So, Andrew, here, we're going to revisit this one here. Let me scribble this down. Liberty, Ohio. Who are the other two? Uh, what is it? What do we say? Lindenwood? Lindenwood and Adrian? Adrian, yep. 
All right, all right. Here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say, now I'm going to say Lindenwood, just because they're playing at home, and who knows if they're actually going NCAA Division One or not. I'll say Adrian, the defending national champion. Um, I'm going to still say Minot, just because those kids come down from Canada, they can play. And they've got Wyatt Wasilanchuk as the head coach now at Minot State. Wade Regier has stepped down, but his longtime assistant, Wyatt, is stepping in. You know the funny thing with Wyatt? I've never noticed this before, um, but he wears his girlfriend's pants on the bench. They're what? super. They're super tight. I mean, oh, I was gonna say what? I, I'm t- I'm telling you what. You know, when you look at him, you're like, he's out there wearing a nice suit, and then you look down at the pants, and you're like, dude, did she shrink your pants or what? <laughs> what happened? Did you go to the baby gap to buy those pants? Um, so, uh, but, but, you know, Hey, whatever, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. each their own, right? So I'm going to say Lindenwood, Adrian, Minot, And you know what? I'm going to put in the defending WCHL champion, the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, I'll put them in as my number four. I think, uh, I think Arizona could get it. And if I didn't have to, if, if I could pick more than one, I would put, uh, central Oklahoma or UNLV in there. So, one of those three, but I, if you, since you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say the Arizona. Hey, you think Arizona, huh? Well, we'll see. You know, I think Coach Berman is, uh, I think he's got his, uh, it's, it's his program now, you know, and it's been his program for a while, but it takes a while to develop that culture. And it does. He's, uh, he's had a while now. And so I think he's got it where he wants it. And I think, you know, it's in order to develop a monster ass kicker of a program he's uh it takes time it doesn't happen overnight and i think he's had the time and i think he's got something brewing out there in tucson hopefully it'll uh you know i mean i'm not this doesn't mean by any means i'm rooting against any of the other nine teams in the western league i'd like for the top four to all be western collegiate hockey league teams that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah um and i would love nothing more than for somebody to knock off uh lindenwood playing in their home rink you know but um I've already angered the hockey gods by mentioning that out loud. So what can you do? <laughs> All righty, Andrew. So you have Liberty, Ohio, Adrian, Lindenwood, and I have Lindenwood, Adrian, Minot, Arizona. I am I am riding the Ohio train the entire season. <laughs> you just don't want to get burned like you did last year. That's I'm all not, it is. I'm not giving up that fight yet. All righty, Andrew. Let's, uh, before we get out of here, have you, uh, did you do anything? I know we talked about what you did over the summer. Um, did you see any great movies? Did you read any uh, great books? Did you hear any cool tunes, any music, any, did you have any no. great food? Did you have just something that just knocked your socks off culturally? No, you know me. I don't read, I don't read very many books. Well, uh, I, I was going to ask if you got a new box of crayons over the summer, but I don't have the time nor the patience to sit and sit down and read a book. Okay. But I have watched several great TV series this summer. Oh yeah. The, uh, the first one that I watched and we just watched it the other day and it is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever watched. <laughs> it's, was it on, uh, Oh God, was it on Netflix or Hulu? You got um, to tell me what it is. It untold crimes and penalties. The story of the, uh, crime boss who bought his 17 year old son, a United hockey league team in Danbury, Connecticut. <laughs> It is absolutely fantastic. And you, 
being the old Central Hockey League guy that you are, would probably recognize some of the names that are in the uh, in the show. Yep, because I know the GM who was up there in Danbury, Chris Presson. Yep. Yep. Chris, Chris Presson was there, and then they had uh, oh uh, Wingfield. The he was in uh, New Mexico for a little while. Oh wow! So you'd you'd recognize that name. There's there's a couple in there. All right. So untold uh, crime boss. Yeah, untold. Untold Untold is the series, and the episode to watch is Crimes and Penalties. Crimes and Penalties. And I can't remember if it's a Hulu or if it's a Netflix. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix. I just remember. Yep, it's a Netflix. I'm going to look for it. What else did you see? The next greatest seven-part miniseries that I watched this summer was Mm. Dr. Death. (laughs) Death, God. We're seeing a theme here with you, Andrew. Crime and then death. Yep, yep. Oh, Crime God. and death. The yeah. uh, Doctor Death. The uh, that's on Peacock. The uh, oh. that's and that's the that's the story of the uh, of the doctor out of Dallas who performed thirty eight or thirty nine surgeries, uh, spinal surgeries, and mangled like. 38 of the 39 or 37 of the 39, something like that. Oh my goodness. And he is, he is serving quite a substantial prison sentence right now as we speak. Wow. Well, I, I, I have to say, Andrew, that one surprises me for two reasons. Number one, that you had the attention span to pay, uh, to watch (laughs) seven episodes of anything. Yeah. And number one, and number two, that you watched something on peacock i think you were the only you know we only have 11 listeners on this podcast maybe 13 uh but i think peacock has even fewer so uh there's no doubt but they have some good stuff every now and then okay i'll take your word for it (laughs) they got some good stuff every now and then yeah doctor doctor death is a good one on there i'll tell you that right now all right all right very good and uh the next one it is on uh it's a hulu series Mm -hmm. um it's called 9-11, A Day in America. Yeah. It's a six-part series, and it takes you hour by hour through the first building in New York City, the first World Trade Center, getting struck by the airplane. And then it, it's a bunch of firsthand accounts and talking to first responders and people that were in the buildings, a couple of people that were rescued after the buildings collapsed, family members, it is, we, we just finished it last night and I tell you, it, it was gut wrenching. It was, it was eye opening to see what those people experienced, even though much like everybody else, I sat and watched it on TV transpire as it happened. Mm-hmm. But just, but just to hear from the firsthand people, the firsthand stories, it was, it was pretty fascinating. I can, I can say the least. Interesting. So that's that's my that's my movies, music, and food for you right there. Well, let's say that's that's Andrew. You've surprised me. That's pretty darn good. The, that's uh, pretty good. And I and I will tell you, I did go to my first concert Sunday night. <laughs> first, first concert I think I've been to since you and I went to uh, Steel Panther at the Diamond Ballroom <laughs> two years ago. Steel How long has that been? Steel Panther. Steel yeah, Panther. That's been what two years ago that we did that. That was yep December two years ago. That's uh, that was the last concert I was at, and 
the next one I went to was on was Sunday night, and I had to go see Michael Bublé. <laughs> Michael the, Michael Bubble, huh? Quite the quite the contrast in concerts right there. That's I was for sure. gonna say, did uh, did uh, did Michael Bublé come out and sing any songs about uh, girls from Oklahoma? No, 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 he did not. Okay, right. he did not. He, he probably had not. the he probably had the same effect as the Steel Panther uh, songs, you know, on the yeah. girls, but. Uh, yeah, just in a yeah, kind of in a different light. Yeah, wow. There was uh, you know, interesting steel steel panther. Okay, interesting. Steel panther to Michael Bublé. How about steel, that? To, that's quite the transition there. You are, you know, become the more we hear from Andrew, am, uh, it's more obvious that you are just a metropolitan gentleman. I am, you know, I am well rounded. I am a man of the people. Man of many aspects. You're, you're like a prism. You just shine a light through you, and, and you go off in all different directions. It just doesn't go straight through. I tell you. I tell you. Impressive. Impressive. You know, I, I had a conversation with somebody this morning, and, and she said, you know what? I was watching Dr. Death last night, and I watched it seven nights in a row. And every night, I turn it off, and I say, well, Andrew was right. And I, and I looked down there and I said, well, if you would listen to me more, I'm right probably 95% of the time. Jeez. That's it. You just have to, you just have to listen to me. Just listen to <laughs> me. Just, just let me tell you how right I am. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, hey, I didn't, uh, I, I don't know that I can, I can uh, uh, compete with, uh, with those great things. Uh, but I, I can tell you this. Um, I read a, uh, I read an incredible book. Um, over the uh, over the summer, and it was called uh, Hail Mary, and it's by a, 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 a writer named Andy Weir W E I R. Um, it's called I'm, I'm sorry, it's Project Hail Mary, and it's by the guy that wrote the the book The Martian, and uh, it's it's very good. It's about a a, a guy who's uh, uh, you know well he's he's lost in space if you will, and he's trying to get back home. And, uh, it's, it's an incredible book. And so very good. And then there was one other book I read and it's one that we talked about quite a bit. It was recommended to us by, um, by, uh, uh, the assistant coach from Missouri state hockey, Cliff Cook. He recommended the, t- the, the book called bear town. It's by Frederick Bachman and yeah. Andrew, I know you don't read books, but bear town, it's also on, it's a series on HBO max. Uh, so you could check it out there if you have that, but the book was, um, I had it for quite a while, just sitting on my nightstand, and I finally picked it up and uh, read it. And I'll tell you what, it's one of those books that you just couldn't put down, and it was an incredible, really? incredible book. It was really, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then let's let's just see here. The, I saw two things that um, stood out to me. I mean, I, I'm just a big fan of you. You already know I like Ted Lasso. I just, yeah. I just, I, a friend of mine, a wizard who shall uh, remain nameless, he turned me on to Ted Lasso, and it's it's incredible. Um, so I love Ted Lasso. But um, there's a, two other series, both of them, uh, one was a series, one was a, a movie. Uh, the series was something called Schmigadoon, and you know me, Andrew, um, I don't have season tickets to Oklahoma hockey or to any other thing, but I do have season tickets to the local Broadway theater. And um, so I'm always a, I'm a sucker for a musical, and Schmigadoon is kind of a, an irreverent 30 Rock SNL type take on uh, Broadway musicals. It was, I think it's eight episodes, and um, or maybe it's even ten, uh, but they're bite sized. They're like you know 30 minutes each, and yeah. uh, it's really funny. It, it, it uh, the I don't know which one. It's Key or Peel. I think it's Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. 
and Cicely Strong from Saturday Night Live. They're the uh, two main leads, in it, and it's just incredible. It's uh, hilarious and funny and uh, witty and pretty sharp. And uh, But the other one was a movie, and it really kind of snuck up on me. And it's, uh, it's also on Apple Plus, along with Ted Lasso and um, Schmigadoon. It's a movie called Coda. And it's about a young lady who uh, lives in New England who is the uh, child of uh, deaf parents. Uh, and so she, but she sings. She's the only, they, the, the family has a fishing business, in, uh, but she's the only one of her family who is, uh, uh, who doesn't have, who's, who's not deaf. And uh, she's got a hell of a singing voice. And it's about her struggle as a child of deaf adults um, and just a, you know, a kid growing up, she's a, a teenager. Um, but it was, um, it was an excellent, excellent, excellent movie. It was well worth my two hours and, and I really appreciated it. And then, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's very, that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Marley Matlin is in it and the, uh, every, her, her father, I mean the, the other actors, the, the, her father, her mother and her brother are all deaf and they're just incredible actors. Um, and, um, and, and this girl can, can sing and she's a good little actor, which was very surprising. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. It kind of, it's one of those things that where you look at it, you sit down and go, eh, sure, I'll watch it, whatever. And, uh, boy, it just grabbed you by the throat and you right, couldn't, yeah, yeah. And it, it was great. It was great. Can't say enough good things about it. And, uh, Andrew, I've got, uh, one other thing that I got to brag about, um, you know, my music tastes tend to run a little heavy, <laughs> Yep. but I found an album over the summer that I just, I'm a fan of, I've been a fan of this band G since 1984, I think when they released one of their very first albums on Slash Records, what a great record company Slash was. Um, but, uh, Los Lobos put out an album of cover tunes and it's called Native Sons. And Andrew, if you, I'm telling you what, just slap it on your Spotify, find it on Apple Music, whatever, Los Lobos, Native Sons, it is just cool tunes to just, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I listened to it, I, had, I told you I had to do a lot of highway time between here and the fort, and yeah, uh, a lot of time to listen to it. The, the, the wolves of East LA got me through it, uh, got me through it a couple of times, so it was... It's an album called Native Sons, a lot of cover tunes, and, uh, you know, if you're in, it's, it's got some old-timey songs on there. It's also got some uh, current songs, so uh, I, I, you know, can't, can't go wrong, I think, with Native Sons. And then uh, one, one last thing, boy, you know, I'm a sucker for this particular band out of uh, Sweden, <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they, they just... Um, they just came back. Well, I shouldn't say they come back. They've just reemerged from hibernation, if you will, from their crypt. Um, and uh, they put out a cover version of a classic Metallica song, Enter Sandman, um, that was on some Metallica tribute album. And I could give a rip about the other 400 tribute versions of songs. Yes, there's so many out there. I mean, there's there's a couple that are pretty good. There's one with Miley Cyrus and Elton John on it that's that's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, but um, uh, the Enter Sandman version uh, by Ghost is uh, pretty awesome. And uh, more importantly, um, my good friends from Sweden, they've, uh, uh, they're have they going to be hitting the road here pretty soon. And uh, 
I think that means that uh, the WCHL podcast might be going on location pretty soon. Ooh. Yep. So, uh, yeah, don't I, I hate to say it, especially to the guys in the B conference, but mm-hmm, we could have uh, we could have a anti pope or a pope, depending on. We could have him on the podcast pretty soon. Oh, so, I can't! I can't wait. Either him or a, or or a nameless ghoul. We'll uh, we'll do our best to to get him here on the podcast and uh, talk to us and see what. Because you know, everybody from Sweden loves hockey. Oh, why wouldn't you? You know, and what's what's right behind hockey and in, in the top ten list of sw- Swedish things to do? I mean, what when hockey you think when ghost hockey, Swedish fish, Swedish huh. meatballs, oh. IKEA. And then, you know, doom metal, you know, black, you could, black metal. I think, could, I think you could probably take the Swedish fish out of there. You could probably take the Swedish meatballs out of there. Yeah, I don't know, you Andrew. Know, hockey, Ikea, ghost. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, let's. But we'll, we'll, we're going to, we're going to effort to see if we can't get uh, Papa Emeritus the fourth uh, to be a guest on our podcast and, uh, we'll see if we can't, uh, get him or a nameless ghoul to, uh, to grace us. And we can talk all about the Swedish hockey league and, uh, Allen wrenches and, you know, whether Swedes hate Ikea, just like the rest of us do. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. So they've got some good hockey in Sweden. That's for sure. Got that right. Got that right. Well, Andrew, I think we've uh, wasted enough time. It's good to have you back here. This is episode 601, which means it's the sixth season, first episode. What do you think? I mean, we were able to ramble on here for uh, just a little over an hour. But once again, we succeeded. We talked about nothing. We did. We got nothing covered. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we've successfully wasted an hour. I am fairly certain I I missed my friend this summer. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. I'm glad that we're getting ready to... uh, don the uh presence of ice rinks around i am i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah it's, it's been, been it's been a long time it has been a while i'm looking forward to uh seeing some games and uh who knows i might even pop in once every now and then you know i've this, uh this is a staggering little number that my uh media coordinator dug up for me uh-oh when when ou played last they played a regular season game against iowa state in ames um got beat out for their trip to nationals that year, which nationals got canceled anyway. But since that game until Friday night, when they, when we dropped the puck for this season, there will be 574 days in between the seasons. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? That's a staggering number. When you think about it, 574 days, 574. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? That that really is. That's all. You know, I hate to say it, Andrew, but I'm smart enough to know that's more than one year. <laughs> you know, when he, when he said that, he's like, you know, I got this number I got, I dug up for you. And he's like, how long do you think it's been since we played when we dropped the puck on this season? You know, I was just, you know, you think about it, it's, time's gone by pretty quick. I was like, ah, I don't know, 324 days or something like that. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 it's 574. Do you think he actually counted all 574 days, or do you think he just kind of skipped a year and said, okay, 365 plus all the rest? No, no, he, he showed me the computer. He he had oh. some kind of website that he went to that he oh, he, the dates in. He cheated. He, went he to, cheated. he went to Google. He did. I thought he was a he college did. kid. He can't do math longhand uh, really quick? What the heck? He, he, he Googled it. Oh, my God. That's like somebody, you know, watching seven episodes of Dr. Death on Peacock. Holy hey. crap. 
if you're watching seven episodes of Dr. Death, you're living right. <laughs> you're you're living. I don't know about living yeah. right, but you're living. Yeah. And if you're watching those seven, that means you didn't go see Dr. Death, too. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Andrew, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. We're going to try to do this once a week or so, and uh, we'll try to have some, uh, some other special guests on here other than the anti-pope. And yep. uh, myself and Andrew will probably get some coaches, some new coaches, maybe get some new players. Might even get some, I mean, we have three new teams to uh, where we can mine them for some information. So gotta, that, that should be interesting. we got to get in there with those new teams so we can expand our uh, viewership here. I, I want to find out why it's a skating ute or a skating rebel as opposed to just a regular rebel, you know, yeah, or a regular ute. Yeah. Is one more special than the other? Yeah. There's, are, why do we have skating ice bears or skating wildcats or but whatever? Yep. Um, the, you know, the, these are things that keep me up late at night. So, uh, like the Alabama Tide, what are they? They're, they're the skating, the skating tide, or whatever it is. Yeah, no, nah, they're the Crimson Tide. I don't. I think that's a bunch of hooey, but whatever. You think so? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, hey, we got. We you know we'll we'll talk. Maybe one of the things we'll talk about uh, in the upcoming. We'll tease it now. We'll, you know, are will all the conferences come back next season? Who knows? I'm hearing rumblings that one conference might uh, crumble. We got to. Yep, I'll let you figure out which one that might be. That could be a fun one. Uh, we've got to figure out, you know, which team. We lost four. Are we going to lose more? Um, and is Alabama one of them? They're kind of off on an island all by themselves. So, uh, yep. And are there, you know, who, who might want to join the ACHA Men's Division One? And do we really want them? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Are they worthy? Yeah. So, um, hey, uh, if you've got uh, books or movies or music or even uh, food, I'm always up for food. Andrew, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm always up for food. I found there's, this there's. I f- I found this great place for teriyaki. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you've got suggestions for us, drop it to us on the Twitter at WesternCHL or um, at, uh, WCHL Pod. That's also on Twitter. That's the one directly for us. And, uh, or heck, just shoot us an email or heck, Andrew, you're on Twitter at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. I'm on Twitter yep. at C-J-P in O-K-L-A. So you can hit us up that way as well. Or just shoot us an email. You can find the Western Collegiate Hockey League website at westernchl.com. It's kind of in some maintenance uh, mode right now because we're trying to revamp it <laughs> kind of like that that car increase where we you know they take a, a, a beater and they turn it into grease lightning that's what we're kind of yeah. trying to do now so uh, pimp, pimp, pimp my ride, <laughs> my ride that's right that's right i'm <laughs> I, i'm commissioner exhibit so yeah. uh you know we'll, we'll see but uh <laughs> shoot us a line and uh let us know whether you like us being back or whether you don't like us being back or if you have other suggestions or if you just rather us just shut the heck up. So that's right, Andrew. This is I've been waiting to say this for a while, but man, get us out of here, would you? Hey, everybody, have a great week. Have a great time watching some college hockey coming up, and we will catch you on the flip side.